This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles, on the Rockstar Radio Network. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd on the Rockstar Radio Network. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, fabulous Thursday to all of you, and we have a a variety of things that we're going to look at today, and there's one of the things that uh, I think that all authors are trying to figure out how to do, Um, and that is literally to get endorsements, and we're going to talk about that, some tips, some techniques, some strategies, some insider ahas, and we're also going to get into blog tours, and what do you do to set it up. What's the strategy involved? How do you get the players there? Who, who do you identify as the top blogs to go for and how receptive they're going to be? And again, insider tr- tips, tricks, techniques, all that. Back with us today is going to be Stephanie Barco. And Stephanie did a wonderful, wonderful program just on general book publicity a while ago. She is a book publicist, knows the market as it is today because book Publicity has evolved so much over the years. I remember when I hired my first one back in 1981 with my first book um, and and started learning some of the inside tricks and tips to go along. But Stephanie really has quite a pedigree herself. Besides being a literary publicist, besides knowing what's going on in this internet style as well as traditional style publicity, she's really been a, a, a voted uh, as one of from, from Reader's Poll uh, for be- Best Book Promotional Service by the Predators and Editors side of it and she was a nominee just two years ago for the book publicist of the year and that's really quite a kudo so stephanie is with us and we just want to make sure that y'all listen to some of the fabulous um sponsors that we have Uh, we have designers and we have printers and we have people who really develop and design book promotional activities and, and the like and these are the individuals that bring us to you every week so i do encourage you there are people we have vetted and we know they always deliver and stand behind their quality products so with that let's bring stephanie on stephanie how are you today i'm good judith how are you i'm great i'm great i'm i have to tell you i'm mourning because i can feel fall coming and um i am such a summer hound it's it's paining me it's really paining me well then we can trade places because oh, I live in Texas where it's boiling hot, and uh, <laughs> summer is something you want to get through as quickly as possible so that <laughs> fall will come and you can cool off without running up your AC bill. I just uh, want to say that I'm really pleased to be here, especially because I'm probably the newest member of Author University, the newest faculty member, and I'm looking so forward to my increased participation with the, with that group. 
Oh yeah. Well, I you know we I know we've referred a few people to you already, and um, I'm anxious to see how things start to unfold as we go along. And Stephanie's going to be doing a regular column in the Author You the Resource, which is our e-zine, so you can read more about her. And for our listeners, all you have to do is go to authoru.org. That's A-U-T-H-O-R, the letter U, dot org. And if you just click on the home page on the left side, it says subscribe to the e-zine. Just do it. And you'll start seeing her name pop up as well as a lot of other people. It's a very, it's a hefty e-zine. It runs a minimum of 30 pages every month. It's high content. So we'll we'll have that information. Well, let's jump into this. Where do you want to go? Do we want to talk about endorsements first, or would you like to go on the blog tour, the book book we'll, tour? We'll start with endorsements first because they okay. are first. They are first. They're the very first thing you do in book promotion. And a lot of authors, especially independently published authors, don't even think to to acquire them. And so the first thing you need to do is have them top of mind and know that this is a tool for attracting readers. What you're doing when you attract book endorsers is you have associative marketing, what I call associative marketing going on, or branding by association, as another uh, consultant might say. And what that does is it brings the level of your reputation up to the level of your endorsers. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go through four different steps four steps that I, I go through when I'm acquiring endorsers for my clients that really any author can, can use and do uh, successfully to successfully acquire book endorsements for their back cover and then the extra ones you have left over you can put on your blog and on your website and use on Facebook and socialize with or whatever you want to do with them. So the first thing to know about book endorsements is – your cover lockdown date. You need to create a schedule. And the very first thing at the very front of the schedule, long before your book is printed, is your book endorsement schedule. That goes in the front of your marketing program. Your cover lockdown date is when your back, front, and spine, your whole cover goes to press if you're doing a paperback. So you need to know that date. It's not your release date. It's earlier than that. It can be as much as 60 days ahead of that, depending on what your publishing model is. Oh, so sure. You know your co- cover lockdown date. Once you know when you're going to press with your cover, then you back up from that on your Gantt chart. You go all the way back to when you need to get your endorsers, and that would be at least, at minimum, 60 days prior to when your cover goes to press because you want three or more endorsers on the back cover. And in order to get those, you've got to get galleys or bound manuscripts out, and you've got to uh, inquire to see if the endorser wants to receive that. You never want to send, I don't send them cold. You can, but I don't recommend it. And then you have to get the remarks back. So all that takes time. You can't expect a, a very important person to read your your book and prioritize it when they've got much bigger fish to fry because their reputation is like 10x yours, right? So you want to be respectful <laughs> yeah. and start early. Well, and, and what I will add on to that, since I get so involved in this process of the cover and thing, and, and our listeners may think, well, why do I have to do this 60 days? Well, the reality is, as Stephanie has said, is that 
the person may not know you, so why would they want to endorse you uh, that comes up to it? And and the second part is that you have to really ask them how they want to receive, if they they agree to look Mm -hmm. at your manuscript, how do they want to receive it? Do they want it Mm -hmm. electronically? Do they want the whole thing printed out and sent to it? Do they just want to see a few chapters? I mean, which way are you going to go? Because you want to do anything that will make them happy. That is how you do it. That's um, exactly right. Boy, Thank you is, for bringing that up. Yeah, that is just so critical. I also should tell our listeners, I mean, Stephanie said three three um, endorsers. I'm not a huge fan of having a whole lot of endorsers um, for certain books. There are certain books, they, they are rock stars. There are other books, they become in, insignificant because of what the book is about and designed for and what you need maybe is heavy marketing content on the back of that book. So each book is going to be different. Genres different. are different. So everyone needs to pay attention to that Um, and then the last part I wanted to bring up on the cover designing is that if you are going to do endorsements I mean it's it's like I have one client that it actually turns out to be Stephen Covey's last endorsement and he also did the um, the, uh, preface for the book that it's imperative to really um, understand that your cover designer, are they, are they going to put this endorsement on the very front cover? And there may be different permissions needed for that um, versus back cover copy. And and also, what I love to do, Stephanie, I don't know if you do this, but sometimes I will sprinkle an endorsement. Maybe I'll just do one key one on the back, but then on if we have a dust jacket or flaps on a South Fat book, mm-hmm. I'll sprinkle them on on the inside and just kind of keep the eye going. Mm-hmm. So that's I'm, not my book, t- I'm not a book yeah. designer, and I, and I yeah. leave those choices to the book designer. I've had some endorsements go on front covers even. Yeah, I've had exactly. some go on flaps, some go on back covers, so it depends. And I, I generally don't put more than three on a book, and if, and if they're not real high level, I may only put one. But one thing that you mentioned that is, that is so important is to respect how an endorser wants to receive your material. First of all, you query them to make sure that they want your material. Maybe it's the wrong time for them and they really can't make a 60-day window. Then you either want to say, okay, thanks anyway, or you want to say, well, I'll take one next year after the book's out, and maybe you do want it. But what you want is to know which format they want it in. For instance, some, sometimes they'll say they don't want the book at all, which will really surprise you. But I've had politicians tell me, look, he's my friend. Your author's my friend. Just tell me what you want me to say, and I'll do it. They're so busy researching and, and, do, and passing laws that they don't have time to do that. Their staff doesn't have time to read the book either. And they yeah, just I, want to know what you want them to say. So yeah, that's probably a great you. scenario if you get it because you can write your own endorsement. So yeah. <laughs> just be yeah, ready and, for anything because you never actually, know what the endorser is going to say. Well, an endorser also will say, Stephanie, that, you know, I will do it if you will just pre-write several variations and I'll rewrite it mm-hmm. um, and great. get it to it. So help help them out. But I also want to say, now that you brought up the politician, think <laughs> think carefully mm-hmm. before you do any politician on your mm-hmm. cover because basically you're going to piss off half the population. Is that what you yeah. want to do? So be careful. just be very careful. If you're if you're writing it, for example, if you've got Mitt Romney who says he's going to endorse your book, and your book's really going to you know go towards what the Republican um, agenda is, hey, it doesn't matter what the other half thinks. So you know, use your head here. Yeah, that's still all I want head. to say. <laughs> all right, so I'm going to go on to my number two point about uh, acquiring book endorsements, and that is to make a list of your target endorsers. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing you're going to want to do when you make this list is to think big. Write big down in all caps. 
what I tell my authors is when you when you write down your wish list, just act as if you could get every one of them. When you write down, it's like a brainstorm. When you write down the first list, you're going to call this a little bit in a minute, but you just want to think really big. It's okay if you put Oprah. It's okay if you put Judith Bryles, all the big luminaries in the world. Just put them all oh, down. Oh, it doesn't oh. matter because we're going to go through it again. The next path we're going to go through is who we think we can contact. By that, I mean access. Access with endorsers is king. That's what determines whether or not you can acquire the endorsement, whether or not you have access to this person. Okay. And with that, Stephanie, we're going to take our first break, and we're going to access okay. <laughs> our first sponsors. We'll come back, and let's tag on to that. You're listening to Your Guide to Book Publishing. This is Judith Riles, and with me is the fabulous book publicist, Stephanie Barco. We'll be right back. This is Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Is there a book in you or another author you will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being good with? If you already have a book out, you'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. AuthorU brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through AuthorU's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, AuthorU is for you. If you're a hobbyist or a casual author, it's not. Join AuthorU today through its website at AuthorU.org. Follow AuthorU on Twitter at AuthorU and on Facebook at AuthorU, where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily. AuthorU, where the author goes to become seriously successful. Change the way you publish online. WaveCloud is a new form for authors to manage all their books' information in one place from start to finish, including pricing and listing summary. To learn more or sign up for email updates, visit wavecloud.com. Every picture tells a story. And it's a truism that people do judge a book by its cover. Nick Selinger and NZ Graphics have been in the business of producing superior graphic cover design and interior layout for self-published authors, independent and traditional publishers for years. He has developed a reputation for... Excellent work, fast turnarounds, and best of all, affordable pricing. NZ Graphics also produces ebooks and book marketing materials such as posters, sell sheets, postcards, bookmarks, business cards, logos, and more. Books designed for his clients have won multiple book awards, including 
Best Book Award by U.S. Book News, multiple Evie Awards from the Colorado Independent Publishers Association, Indie Book Awards, the San Francisco Book Festival Award, and Freedom Medal Award from Valley Forge. Visit www.nzgraphics.com or call 303-985-4174 for more details about making your book the success it should be. Mention that you are an FOJ, friend of Judith's, and that you heard about NZ Graphics on your guide to book publishing. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, the, we were uh, talking off the air, as we always do, the strategies of book and how critically, critical, critically critical it is for you to make sure that when you engage someone of the caliber of Stephanie to represent your book and go forward and pitch it to media, her reputation actually is on the line as well. Isn't that right, Stephanie? Mm-hmm. Yes, it yeah. works both ways. Yeah, yeah. It works both ways. And so you want to make sure that your book is quality. It's polished. It's been professionally edited, not by your mom and your kid's sister, unless that's what they do for a living. That it really has done, it's, it's really has its fingerprints of a, of, a, of a designer is in there so that when it goes out, it looks like it's quality. It's critical. I'm not, I just can't stress that enough. All right. So we were in Stephanie's steps. And, and number one was if you were going to go out for endorsements, you have to make sure that you've got to do this at least 60 days out. It go before that cover. Um, it's get ready to go to the press because the designer has to do it. And then you want to think big, 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 big. Um, and if, if you want Bill Clinton to do your book, by, mm-hmm. you sh- go for it. You just go for it. And then oh. a- 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 assessing. So le- finish so- up that point. Yeah, so finishing up that point, uh, I would recommend that you come up with 10 to 20 targets when you are um, brainstorming and then call that list down to maybe a dozen or more, if you have more than that, that you have access to. By that, I mean you know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows them or you have their email address or you mm-hmm. know who their agent is and you can communicate through their agent or you can you are three degrees removed on LinkedIn from them or from somebody mm-hmm. who knows them, that sort of thing. You have to have the access. So that's it. And then then you want to make your appeal. That's number three. So know your cover lockdown date, then target your endorsers, then three, write your appeal. Now what I do is I write an appeal in email. I write it directly in email. I send it out without any attachments. That means that I put a um, a little graphic of the proposed book cover, the front cover of the book, directly into the email, an outlook that's called insert picture. You want to put that directly, and you don't want any kind of attachment to have to open because, you remember, your, your 
approaching these people for the first time and they, they want to see the email coming in as something safe, uh, exactly. especially if you land in their spam box. So write your appeal, keep everything in the email, no attachments, and you can begin with a custom greeting, not just their name, but the very first paragraph, maybe a sentence or two at most about why you are approaching them and why they are uniquely qualified and perfectly suited to endorse your material. I know, for instance, I know that you're an expert on Afghan history, and because of that and your long association in Afghan-American relations, I know that you will be the perfect person to endorse my book on women in Afghanistan and all of the strides they've made over the last 10 years to gain their own personal freedoms. Mm-hmm. That is the kind of thing you want to do. Or if you're approaching Doug Brinkley, um, the, the great American historian and, and professor at Rice, you want to say, Doug, I know that you're deep and lifelong interest in TR and Teddy Roosevelt is going to be just completely, you're going to be so happy to read my book because it's going to resonate with your opinion of why TR was so important in the history of the environment in America. I know that's an area of focus for you, and that's why I'm asking you to consider endorsing my book. And then the rest of your email is boilerplate. It, you send the same thing out to everybody else, the, all of the, the particulars like your, your title, your publisher, your release date, your short synopsis, your, your short bio, and then your contact information. And most importantly of all, you want to give them, the endorser, the prospective endorser, their due date. Say, I would like to have, uh, if you choose to endorse, we would like to have one or two sentences with your preferred byline by X date. And that is a date that is a good three weeks or so prior to your cover press date so that you have time to gather your endorsements, go through them all, Think of how you want to parse them, then decide which ones you're going to actually go to press with and which ones you're going to use online. So you got all that. That's how you write your appeal. That's number three. Okay. The last step is to follow up. So <laughs> if you've sent your appeal out, let's say you send it out email and you do not hear from your prospect, your target, it is perfectly acceptable to send a second request and just ask them, hi, did you get my request? And see what they say back. Say, yeah, I got it, but I've been traveling and I really don't think I can manage this. Or, yeah, I got it and I just, I just, I gave it to my assistant, didn't you get her email? Or whatever. But it is important to follow up. It shows that you're serious and that you really want their endorsement. Stephanie, what do you suggest? I have two questions here. What do you suggest for a reasonable follow up time? Oh, I would you, say two weeks. Just to two see weeks, Mac. Okay, two yep. weeks, and then in thirty days, you either want to have absolutely have a commitment or um, or an endorsement. I mean, it's hard to get one in thirty days because most of them want to read the book, and so you, unless they're taking a PDF, uh, it takes longer to get the book to them than that. That's another thing with endorsers. You want to send the book fast. Don't use media mail because remember you have a short time frame here, and you want to 
condense this all into 60 days. So you might want to pay a little extra to get get the, the bound manuscripts or galleys out to them quickly. And oh, make sure overnight you have copy- it, yeah. Yeah, and make sure you have a copyright page in that thing because you never know where a galley or a bound manuscript is going to end up. Mm-hmm. Well, if, if if it's a galley or a bound manuscript, they're, they're, the copyright page ought to be there anyway. It ought to, but you'd be surprised what I see. So, Oh, my gosh. All right, then the second question I have on this is that you talked about the customized greeting, you know, that first line or two that really directs it. Do you have anything specifically that you recommend to put into the subject line to get their attention in the first place? I, I always use pretty much the same thing unless I'm referred by someone to this luminary. I usually mm-hmm. say book endorsement request. Okay. That's all I say, book endorsement request. Now, if I'm going to somebody like Beyonce and I'm referred by a friend of mine in Houston who's her neighbor, well, then, yeah, I say referred by so-and-so because otherwise Beyonce's not going to give me the time of day, right? She doesn't exactly. know me from Adam. I'm just this chick from Austin. So I think it's very important <laughs> to think about the subject line. Absolutely. I mean, there's, you could do a whole seminar on how to do subject lines so that your, so that your emails get opened by people that are, that are 10x your, your stature. But uh, I usually just use book endorsement requests. What do you use, Judith, when you're doing this? Um, if I try to, number one, usually I uh, know the people that I go to. So uh-huh. it's, I'll just say I've got a new book and would be honored if you would uh, endorse it. Um, so, and I just do that. And I know that when I came out with my last book, Show Me About Book Publishing, I wanted Dan Pointer to do it, who's an old, old friend. And, and Dan said, of course I would do it, and, and would you write it for me? So, I meant for your clients. Yeah, for, for, oh, for my clients. That right. I, I would do uh, the same kind of thing, the, the, the book endorsement. And uh, the, actually the best is to really dig down into your your access list and who do you know who you know who you know. Yeah. And so and that I you do, can put – I am yeah. encouraging that, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, if, there, if there's a way. But I have, I have gotten uh, requests from – I mean, I've gotten endorsements from a lot of people that I don't know. Uh, it just depends. You'd be surprised. Some, some people really do – um, want to get their name out because what what I want your your audience to know is that somebody who's going to give you endor- an endorsement is probably going to also understand that it is advertising for them. Absolutely, and they do get that, and that's why they do it. So yeah. one of the things that I would always say when it comes back and they say it, and you're just so you're gracious, Skippy Goose self, you want to say, and how would you like us to yeah. uh, use your name, and is there a specific right. book or a project you want to put underneath it so we certainly right. support you? Do right. that. And those are the two things I always ask for, one or two sentences, and then how do you want your byline styled? Because half the time what they'll tell you is they want as a byline is not at all what you would, come, you would have come up with. But remember, it's advertising for them, and the advertising uh-huh. is in the byline. So let them pick that. Yeah. And then if you can do a hyperlink for them in that, uh-huh. in that byline, byline do that that would be an extra for them and they perfect. would appreciate that that's perfect all right we have one more minute to go before we go to our bottom of the hour break so is there anything you want to close up on this because we're going to blogs blog tours are big so yeah, blog tours are big and we can talk about that judith's going to ask me questions about that because i think what what she wants to know about virtual tours are a little bit different than than what i have um, in the article that i may loan her one day um so no, but anyway let's just wrap up and say that uh, make sure that you have book endorsements on your marketing plan for your book that is very important and that you want to aspire to have a few on your back cover by 
by your cover press date. That's yes, it. And, and let me add this to you. When you get these endorsements, you don't stop with your book cover. By golly, you use them on your website, and you do yeah. them on your book page, and you, you let them out there and make them nice highlighted and be smart here. All right, we'll be right back. Phil Knight will be joining us from Color House Graphics, and then back to Stephanie. This is Judith Riles, your guide to book publishing. <laughs> This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Since 1987, Color House Graphics has set the standard for quality book production. Whether you decide to print a small quantity of books or need a large print run, depend on Color House to help you. You'll receive professional help and advice the moment you reach one of our representatives. If you mention hearing about us on your guide to book publishing with Judith Bryles, we will provide you a discount on the first order you place. To speak with a project manager, call us toll-free at 800-454-1916 or visit us at www.colorhousegraphics.com. Do you need postcards that make a statement? How about business cards, flyers, brochures, or NCR forms? TuVets is the solution for all your printing needs. Providing services specially designed for authors, we deliver exceptional quality colored printing. Most important of all, we specialize in reducing your printing costs. No more waiting. No more standing in lines at your local printer. Online proofing. With our Pricing Tools Calculator, you can get instant quotes on all your printing products, as well as shipping rates all over the United States. Just a few clicks of the mouse and you're on the way to discovering how easy and convenient online color printing should be. Contact our friendly, human, account representatives. We recognize that you want answers, not voice prompts. Visit our website at www.tu-vets.com or call one 800 894-8977. When Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972, they believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your time enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. 
When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing questions. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All righty. If we didn't fill your ears and your ideas and thoughts on how you go about getting endorsements, let's talk to one of my favorite guys, one of our sponsors, the fabulous Phil Knight with Color House Graphics, and they do amazing printing work. And Phil comes on every once in a while and gives us a hot tip, a hot idea. So what's new today, Phil? Well, Judith, thanks for the intro. I appreciate it. Judith, today I would like to just share four quick points and they involve uh, file preparation and uh, text layout. Uh, um, Judith, are you there? You there? Yes, okay, we had some background noise, sorry. Uh, number one, uh, make sure that uh, we have PDF files, and I know this is very common to most of your listenership, but we, in either offset or digital formats today, the common denominator is a PDF file. So we want to make sure any word processor files that are supplied are good, solid PDF files. Number two, we want to make sure that you are converting your manuscript to the right final trim size, whether that book is five, 6 by 9, 5.5, 8.5, 8.5 by 11, Make sure that the default pages and margins are set up to that correct trim size. Number three, make sure that uh, you have the files completely edited. Uh, you'd be surprised the number of times we receive files uh, and we go to proof and that file is not quite there where it needs to be. And we see editorial changes coming back. And really that just adds extra cost. And everybody wants to try to avoid that if possible. And it delays uh, the production schedule. What, um, Phil, why don't you tell us, because of the PDA files, once they go in, I mean, you do send these files. The author has an option to, publisher has the option to look at them again. So if there has to be a change, what's the, is there a cost? And if there is, what is it? Well, there typically is a cost, Judith, whether we can help uh, make that modification or that change to make that file uh, print ready, or if there is the need for a new file to be submitted, uh, quite often there is a nominal charge for that. And, and you know, I can't speak for all of uh, all the printers out there, but I think normally that, that fee could be anywhere from 35 to $70. Per page? No, no, per file. Oh, per file. So, right. 
Yeah, so let's say they find six things, you know, six of those gruesome typos that pass their way that are, on uh-huh. course, on six different pages. So what kind of cost factor would that be to fix those? Is that just well, it's, the 35 you know, to 70 again, for the it, whole it, file? It, it can vary, but if it's that many pages, we usually suggest a new file. Uh, but if it's a single page, there's usually a nominal fee of 5 to 10 $15 per page. All right, that sounds great. All right. Oh. One last thing that I'd like to suggest, and that is uh, uh, one of the first things you should do is contact your printer and make sure that you understand what their file requirements are. I think that's a great place to start. Uh, Not everybody uh, operates the same way, so just get a a good idea what uh, it takes to create that printer's print-ready file, and then happy publishing. Well, and, and I will say, um, as we wrap up here, that all the uh, interior designers that we work with are familiar with the, we, we go out when we, for our clients, we get four to five bids on a book printing, and, and some printers are going to be a right fit for one book when they won't be for the other book. So we'll go out and get those bids, see what they come in, and then as soon as we tell them who it is, they automatically start prepping those files so they can do it. I'm going to tell our author listeners, don't do this yourself. Don't do it. Have a professional do it. Right, Phil? Absolutely, Judith. Good advice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Phil Knight, Color House Graphics, thanks for being with us. My pleasure. Thanks, Judith. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, Stephanie, we're into blogs. And yeah, we're going to talk it, about virtual tours now, virtual yeah. tours. Virtual tours. So why don't we just start this off with what is a virtual blog tour? A virtual tour is an online tour that takes your book through sites sometimes genre-specific and sometimes general reader sites, where a unique piece of content about your book is featured. And they vary a great deal, virtual tours, depending on who the host is, who is sponsoring the tour. For instance, when I do a tour, I only use sites and blogs that get 200 or more hits a day and are very good about having their following show up for guest content. And you're only going to go to sites that allow guest content. The content that you can put on a stop for a tour, which is scheduled for a specific day during usually a 30 to 45-day period, minor 30 days, is various. It can be a forum. It can be a website, or it can be a blog, or even a video site, but you might have different content on it like a trailer, or your book cover, or your headshot. Maybe you wrote an essay, an article. Maybe it's an interview of you. Maybe it's a custom interview of you that that particular blog host has created that she thinks her following will be interested in knowing the answers to the questions she's come up with. And then some specific stops are what we call passive content, meaning the author does not need to get involved in those specific days content, or active content. Active content is more like when you have written an article or you have an interview and you're on a blog that receives comments. In that situation, 
the author would want to come in and look at the con, uh, the comments and possibly respond to some of those to create a, a rapport with this host's following. And that brings up the point that makes virtual tours so valuable, in my view. And what, because what you're doing when you do a virtual tour, or as they're sometimes called a blog tour, when you're going and doing guest content on a blog, is you are borrowing that site's followers. And it is free to you. So if you create your own virtual tour, then all it's costing you is your time to put it together. If you hire someone to do a virtual tour for you, someone like myself, a publicist, then you would be paying that person to set up a tour professionally for you, and you need to see their work. You need to see, I, if I were you, I would, if you're going to hire somebody, ask to see some of the tours they've already done, and get with somebody who has actually gone out there and acquired some of the sites that you'd like to get into. For instance, there's, there's a tour provider out there who's very popular. She's used a lot. She's been around a long time. But if you look at some of the sites she goes to, those are sites she has created herself. So three or four of the sites that you'll go to in one of her tours will be sites that she has put up. And to me, that is not the same as going to a site like Goodreads that has its own following, that has millions of people and lots of different books and lots of different kinds of readers. Um, so just make sure you know what you're buying when you buy a virtual tour. Do so is homework. there is well, and part of that doing their homework. So are there some ratings? If, let's let's first deal with the um, do-it-yourself. And then we'll okay. come out with dealing with a professional because, you know, there's pros and cons, of course, with all of them. The, the big pro of doing it yourself is you don't have hard cash going out. Mm-hmm. The, the, the con is you don't know what sometimes you're getting into. And I, and I think one of the big mistakes that a lot of authors don't look in the mirror and have a come to book moment with themselves. <laughs> And, and, and what they need to find out is, so, so toots, what is your time worth? I mean, if mm-hmm. you had to pay somebody mm-hmm. to do what this other person would do, what's the trade-off? I think it's, I mean, I know a lot of people are watching the cash and I get that. But I also see, Stephanie, over the years where, because I've had to rescue a lot of books from disasters and truth be told, a lot of these disasters have been created Mm -hmm. and supported by the author themselves. Oh, Um, you couldn't have said it better. So, looking in the mirror and having our come to book moment that that uh, you know what what would it what what's the cost of time money energy mm-hmm. frustration mm-hmm. Um, and not knowing who and where to go to so coming back to the, the to our mystery person who who does this professionally but she actually puts several people it kind of sounds to me like it sounds like a real estate person who only mm-hmm. sells their own listings ah no um, that that how do you find out what the blog follow is um, so we can see do they have really an ample listener that minimum of 200 a day people tapping right. in and reading us how do we find that yeah out? this is a really a really good question um that's all right well we're going to come back and answer that <laughs> when we come back because it's a critical question i'm judith bryles we're just talking virtual blog tours we'll be right back 
This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Writing and reading are moving to the cloud. WaveCloud represents a whole new community for writers and readers to connect, communicate, evaluate, and share. Writers hone their craft and build their business. Readers build their favorites. Sign up for updates at wavecloud.com. shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need the book shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You don't need problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Bryles will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Bryles is the book shepherd if you want to create a book with no regrets. Give her a call today, 303 885-2207. That's 303-885-2207. Or email her at judith at bryles.com. By the way, bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at MyBookShepherd and on Facebook at TheBookShepherd. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years' experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author... Your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, one of the things that you do when you publish is you have to let the world know about it. And what we've been talking about is when you add on to it is 
who do we who can help us let the world know about it endorsements can do that but also now we've got the book in hand and we are an internet world and and the, the blogs are alive and well out there and we've got an expert who actually creates blog tours and so we were just getting into that self versus hiring and you have some benefits that you want to go through so Stephanie Barco it's yours the mic's yours all right so there are three possible results, three benefits to doing a virtual tour for your either recently released title mm-hmm. or not so recently released. You can also use a virtual tour to refresh your sales when your book is getting stale. Which is the so fabulous what are the benefits idea of a virtual tour. Mm-hmm. Number one, you can have better Google page rank and page saturation. The very first tour I did was for a historical fiction, independently published author. She had written a trilogy. This was her third book. And when we not even finished, it was like midway through the tour, she saturated the first 11 pages of Google. Wow, that's hot. (laughs) And, And her fourth book was traditionally published, and every book since has been traditionally published by Penguin. She is now a well-known name. So uh, these are some of the things that that you that will happen for you if you do a virtual tour correctly. The second benefit for doing a virtual tour is that you your Amazon sales rank will decrease, meaning you will get closer to number one in your category. Number three is a corollary to that, means that you can become what is known as an Amazon subcategory bestseller. So it's important to know what your subcategory is in Amazon. Um, it, if you have not published yet, you might want to take a look at that before you even pick out your BISAC codes because it's easier to get to number one in certain Amazon subcategories than it is for others. And you, you might want to keep that in mind when you select your codes and your All genres. Right. That's a great that's a great thing to say. So how do our our authors find the subcategories on Amazon? In Amazon, they'll have all the the categories listed. One thing you can do is find a book that has a number, a rank in its category. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then drill down from that, and you'll you'll you can see that category, and then from that category, it'll show you all the categories. Ah, uh, so you you actually could go in and find a competing book on Amazon that's doing quite well, and just find out all their categories. Yes, would that make you sense? Do that. There's a whole lot to Amazon, as we know. I mean, it's a very deep site, but this this is something. I mean, if you can say you're a bestseller, that's a big deal. And if you're a bestseller on Amazon at any time, let's say you're a bestseller for three days, you're still a bestseller, and you can use that forever. It's just like Judith and I were talking to uh, off the mic, uh, talking about off the mic, we were talking about awards. If you win an award for your book, you are an award-winning author forever. Mm-hmm. It's yours. It's yours <laughs> to keep it. it- it's yours. Okay, so we can we can own a category and be a bestseller, which is always good to have. And and the thing is, you know, when you were telling the story about your client who who saturated Google for eleven pages, and now she is a a well recognized author with Penguin, that you can bet, dear listener, that 
publishers, if, if one of your goals and dreams, and it is for a lot of authors, is to be mm-hmm. traditionally published, those publishers pay attention to these rankings. They mm-hmm. do. They do, because they know that that translates into books sold. Exactly. They may not mm-hmm. know how many, but by golly, they do it. All right. Can you tell us um, quickly, what, what, what are our costs? What are we looking at here, Stephanie, to, do, to well, put these things there, together? You would be surprised at the range of prices for virtual tours. But the old adage applies, you get what you pay for. So mine are about, I would say, $1,500 average. Some of them are less. Some of them are a little more, depending on what I do. But almost all of mine are 30 days, and they, I maintain that all, all the sites must have so many you know, followers, like 300 or so per site, and that they must be recently updated if they're websites, and that the, it either must be genre-specific or the reader base has to be open to guest posts. So that's one thing. You will find, if you look on the Internet, you will find virtual tours offered for as little as $200. But if you look at what they're doing, you'll see really quickly that it's something you could do yourself for nothing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So what you're paying someone like me for when you buy a virtual tour is the contacts, and as Judith would call them, the partners that I've built up over the last six years, because I am a genre specialist. I only market nonfiction and historical fiction. So my contacts are very deep in those two areas. So I am the go-to gal for, for those, those genres. It would be silly to, to do one of the $200 ones because they won't even go to sites that make any sense for your book, probably. So, so, so you really have to look at what you're buying, ask to see the providers work. Say, send me a sample tour. And if they cannot send you a sample itinerary, I'll be surprised, but they will. And then look at it and see if those are sites that you'd want to go to and if they're sites that you think it would be hard for you to broker yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so is there, so we want to stay away from the $2 job. <laughs> yeah, don't, I wouldn't really, for that money, you're not going to get anything. Don't even, really, don't even no, think but, about it because it's not going to be, it's not going to be specific enough that it's going to make a, a, a difference in your book. No, you're better going, take going out for a lovely dinner and evening event with your significant <laughs> $200 other. $200 would make a really bad, that's like New Year's Eve. Yes. Yeah. Well, well you know, you can go to the theater Year's and anyway. dinner. You can do it, let me tell you. Yeah. Um, so what what would be looking at ranging, though? And, and the kind of tour you're doing when you're talking about this 30 to 45 day, are we talking about being on a blog every day? We're not talking about being on a blog every day if you're on a tour with me because I have done research, and I'm sure Judith has too, on when people are most likely to be online. And I know when those days are, and I know when those days are not. So I don't upload content to sites or ask for dates that, that are not high-traffic Internet days. I'll give you a tip. The best day, the very best day on the Internet for anybody is Monday. And the very best time that I have found on the Internet is Monday morning. 
And, and you know those- what? I'm going to tell you on our listeners, our downloads from our podcast. It yes. used to be, I used to see a lot on the weekend. That has really changed. And it's now yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And that's, that's really where the that's load it. is. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so I don't go every day. I don't, I don't waste time. I, I go only on the days that I know they're going to get hits. And I ask that they be put up all day and not in the middle of the day. In other words, midnight 01 for the day of that I've scheduled. You have to realize that if you're hiring somebody like me that is that has a standard, a threshold for that blog to jump through before they get in the tour, like 300 followers or more, and many of the sites I use are thousands of followers a day, that if you get into a tour like that, you have the potential of, re- of reaching, if you do 10 to 12, I do like 10 to 15 stops usually, 12 to 15 per tour, you have the potential there of reaching 2,000 new readers in a tour. Minimum, minimum. Minimum, yeah, that's minimum. the minimum. Minimum, and if you really so took the, the, yeah. Yeah, the exposure is incredible. If you have unique content on each one, if it's not just an excerpt or, or a giveaway, and I'm not dissing those because mm-hmm. that's excellent content, mm-hmm. but if you have unique content like an essay that you've written customized to that blog's following or an article that you've written that that site specifically wants to know about that relates to your book, those are even better. Perfect. So, Stephanie, we have about 90 seconds here. And okay. so we would look at, do you do you assist the author in developing those articles or pre-done or you'll know ahead of time of what that host is looking for? So they yes. pitch it to it. And then I guess I'm going to ask this. The four, third question, question statement is that if you're only really going after Monday or maybe overlapping to Tuesday, so you're doing multiple blogs within the day. Is that correct? No, I'm doing you're one, not. usually one Just stop one. a day. At the most, two stops a day. I don't. I really don't like to do two stops a day. I like to have unique content every day that there's good internet traffic. All right. Well, I think we're just going to wrap it up on that one. So there, there's, there's costs to doing it if you're going to do it right. I guess Mom said that something like that. But there are benefits. You can get up on Amazon ranking very well. If one of your game plans is to get attention of the big boys in New York, this may just be one of the best investments you can make for your book post-publication. And remember, this is a way to refresh a new, an old book, put mm-hmm. new legs, a new face on it, and it may be worth putting a new cover on. You know, what the heck? Um, it could, maybe a new title. You have to really think about those things, and that's you part do. of your strategy. And it could be that you had a title that was good for uh, 10 years ago, but it ain't going to fly today. So with that, we're going to wrap up. Stephanie, thank you so much for being with us. We look forward to having you again. I'm thank Judith Bryles. You. You're welcome. I'm Judith Bryles. Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr.